I'm Paul at Paul underscore picking, and you're listening to the Dynasty Hot Seat. Just a couple of dudes rocking out. Isn't that right, Paul? Oh, mate. Do you know what? Normally it's the rewind and we're dancing away, but that was, we were full on. You had you had your guitar out. I was drumming. We were just living yeah. the dream. The dog was getting involved. It was it was great. <laughs> like, a lot of fun for everybody. How, how are you doing, mate? Good to see you. I'm doing, I'm doing really good, mate. I'm doing really good. It's, um, it's it, it, Do you know what? It's nice to chat a bit of fantasy, mate. Isn't it? Nice to chat a bit of fantasy. I can't. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, absolutely. And we got Paul on. Paul's going to give us some some hints and tips, and then we're going to dive into this 2023 rookie class and do a little mock draft with him. But you know, before we get in there, guys, some of you listening right now, you're not subscribed up for for whatever reason. If that little rock hard session at the start didn't do it for you, I mean, I don't know what will. So make sure you're hitting that subscribe button right away, and that. A thumbs up and that like and all of that good stuff. And hey, if you've got a hint or a tip for for Dynasty Finance Football, why don't you leave it in the comment below and let's let's see what it is and see if it's any good, right? But Paul's got some good ones for us. Paul, you got two to sort of kick us off. You said you might even throw in a third if you're feeling feeling lucky, but we might get to that during during the mock draft. We never know. So what what do you got first for your first tip? So, so we were chatting we were chatting before we came on, and it's it's so difficult to come on you because the guests you've had on. And the hints and tips, and it's so hard to come on you and not repeat what they're saying and sit here and go, oh, you know. And I was saying to you um, all about oh, like putting things in tears and stuff like that. But what one thing that really stands out to me every time is get to know your league mates and get yeah. to know your league settings. Mm-hmm. I just think that is th- there's so many different super flex, one QB, tight end, yeah. premium. No non-tight end premium, half PPR, PPR. It's this, and and we all play in so many different leagues. There's so you know, you're like me, Mags. We've got probably four drafts going on at the moment. It's been absolutely mental this week. Yeah. It's every five minutes my sleepers going off with another draft or dr- trade, and it's just trying to know what they are. And and I, so the the way I like to set my sleeper uh, leagues out is I like to sort of put them together. So. I've got like dynasty best ball leagues, they're together. Then, you know, super, yeah. super flex normal ones. Then I've got one QB or what, you know, whatever. And try, try and get it all sort of together. And it's all a little bit easier on how I can manage them things and stuff like that. But, you know, I I do think league settings is, 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 a, is a mega thing. But get to know the people that you're playing with as well. Get to know what sort of people they are and, and that'll lead us straight into the second tip. See, I'm oh, so good at this. Um, which is like always be up for negotiating trades. Yeah. And you get to know your league mates, so you get to know who they like, who they dislike, and stuff like that. You know, I'm probably a big like Kyler Murray fan, you know, that's me being a homer, and people will know that, but I may be no not so much of a fan of somebody else. So don't don't come at me trying to sell me that person. Mm-hmm. Come at me trying to sell me Kyler Murray or something like that. So it's, it, you know, getting to know people, get to know what their likes and dislikes are and stuff like that. And I know people have come on here before and sort of said, um, you know, have a look at their Twitter, see what they're doing, see what they're talking about, who they who they like, who they dislike and stuff like that. And I think that's that that is quite good for it and stuff, you know. But also, I do suggest that if somebody offers you a trade, try and negotiate with them. So I got yeah. offered a trade. I got offered trade the other day, and it was a very fair trade, and it was great value. And I messaged a guy and I said that that's absolutely spot on value. But I'm not in the market for a wide receiver. I'm looking for a running back, and he just replied with, "I don't think I can. I I haven't got a running back that I can value to that that pick." Yeah. You know, so it was like, so we had a discussion. We both agreed that we couldn't talk anymore about this trade, so we moved on. You know, instead of. You know, I know people do send absolute garbage trades out and stuff like that, but just message them back and just go, you know, 
mate, the value there is just ridiculous. I'm not going to sell that at that price. If you want to make a real offer, come back at me with a real offer and we'll have a discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that negotiation always gets... And a lot of the time, it might not get actually the trade you're talking about then done, but because you've opened up negotiations, it makes it easier for sort of future trades to get done down the line because what they're going to realize then is you're up for negotiation and they might actually message you be like, hey, I'm looking for a wide receiver. You got anything for me? Or hey, I'm looking for this. So getting remember that if you want to flip it on its head even, not only should you get to know your lead mix, but like get, let them get to know you and let them get to know that you're open for negotiations and you're open for, for chatting, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And like, like I said, mate, you know, people do send – I've had loads of them, absolute garbage yeah. trades. You're in, league, you're in leagues with me. You probably had loads. Yeah, but, like, you know, the, the one that gets me is these people that try and send you six or seven different absolute garbage players for one yeah. thing and then try and sell these players to you and, you know – and just acknowledge it and just go, look, I, I appreciate the offer. Uh, you know, if I was to, if I was to sell you this guy, I'm happy to sell you this guy, but I'd want this, this and this for him, you know? And then they may look back and go, do you know what? I'm not going to pay that, but I'll give you this, this and this. And all of a sudden you get chatting then and, you know, you, you try and work out a trade and it may be a case that you have to put a pin in it and come back to it yeah. in a couple of weeks because you come to no sort of agreement. But I've done that before. We're trying to sort out a trade for a 102 pick he didn't like the value i didn't like the value we went away we come back and we've made the trade you know we've we've yeah. we've both got to where we needed to be so I, I absolutely. Like yeah absolutely so yeah i think that's super important and speaking of sticking a pin in trades we're actually going to stick a pin in the hints and tips and we're gonna we're gonna pull up our draft board because it's time to talk about some of these rookies paul so we've got 12 teams here you're going to make every single pick. Talk us through who you're going to take at what position and why. It is Superflex. It is non-tight end premium. We're talking about the rules. Superflex, no premium. Who's going at the 1-1 for you? So I think the first six picks yeah. in any draft are the same six players. I'm yeah. yet to see a draft. The, orders, the order changes, but it's always them six players. Yeah. And the one is not going to change. Every single person has come on here and they've all said the same thing. So I'm not going to sit here and bang about how amazing Bijan Robinson is. So, yeah, Bijan, it's easy. 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 Right. Have you seen any trades for the 1-1? One, one? I have not seen any. I've not seen a single person being able to trade up into that 1-1. One, one. People are asking for, like, mortgages it's crazy the amount people want for it. i haven't seen a single person get that done have you have you seen anyone get it done no, I, I haven't but it takes me to go back 12 months ago okay mm. what what was the price of jonathan taylor you know what yeah. i mean we were talking about this guy and and people were going oh, it's going to be three firsts or it's going to be two first plus and stuff like yeah. this and it's just the the value and, and i think the people with the 101 are asking too much Yep. So they've priced themselves out the market, and there are people that would pay a lot for the 101, but they're going, no, 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 I want I want your house, your mortgage, I want your car, I want your wife, yeah. I want your kids, your dog, your hamster, your cat, <laughs> everything like, you know, I, I want the lot, just just yeah. for BJ. And pe people don't want to give up that. And people have learned, I think, I think the Dynasty community has changed a little bit, and I think people are more, I don't want to give up so much or so many picks for somebody because they get to 12 or two years later and they've still not got picks and Bijan's maybe injured or something and it's had a bad year and anything, you know, look at Jonathan Taylor. If you'd have paid three firsts for him last year, you'd be sat there now going, I haven't got a first round pick until 2026. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and, and that's because I wanted Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, it's weird. Like if you're going to pay up for Bijan, you better be sure you can win. You better be sure you can't. I you can't I, be like, I'm one piece away. You you have to already be able to win and then go trade for Bijan. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So he's, yeah, consensus locked in that one. Absolutely. So it is the same six people. Like, you're right. I've seen that a lot as well. But who is the second person off your board? Uh, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. And weirdly, as I was saying, we've done loads. There's been loads of um, drafts for him in the last couple of days. 
And I think two drafts I've walked away with Bijan and Anthony Richardson. So I don't know if that's me admitting that I did really bad in these dynasties yeah. last year or the fact that I've I've just sold everything and just gone, I want I want these guys on. And yeah. the potential upside if you've got both of them is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, there's there's huge, huge like points. If both of these guys hit, I mean, that is a huge game changer, especially in Superflex. You've got I mean, if Anthony Richardson, you know, hits, he's not going to, like, hit in the same way that, like, Daniel Jones has been, like, a hit. He's going to be smash hit, number one player overall hit if he hits. Like, he's got real potential. There is a chance in, you know, 10 years' time, so many people are like, God damn it, I wish I took Anthony Richardson at one, not B. John Robinson. There's a chance that could be a possibility, right? Right. I was about to say, I'd rather, if I was trading up to get one of these guys, I'd rather trade up and get Anthony Richardson. Yeah, because you I, can get that deal done. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I could get that trade done and and have, uh, you know, I, I, I do agree that Anthony Richardson has this massive ceiling, but I also think he has a, a really low floor. Like, you know, he, he can be, um, I've heard, you know, I know Murph came on our show and said that he's not, a good QB and everything like this. Yeah. Uh, show and he's not a QB. And I know, you know, he has that Konami upside to him as, as a rusher and stuff like that. If he's used in the right way, great. But if he's used in the wrong way, he, he could be a flop. Like, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sitting here. Don't Twitter. Don't annihilate me for saying he's a flop. I'm not sitting here <laughs> saying he's a flop. I'm saying he has the potential to flop, you know, but yeah. I'd, I'd rather be holding him and him flop than not holding him and he hits the ceiling he could hit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Paul loves to hold floppies, right? (laughs) 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 Right, so let's move on. (laughs) Let's let's go pick one, three. I went Matthew Richardson. Who's who's following up? Good old floppy, right? Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say <laughs> CJ Stroud. <laughs> right, CJ Stroud will get him locked in. This is this is pretty much it. This is very, very common from what I've seen so far. We got like I said to you, the first six picks are very chalky. I, to be honest, yeah. mate, I could have sat here and reeled off the first six picks, and we could have gone straight to seven. Yeah, um, you know, you know what I mean. I think, I think that would have been. I think most people would have gone. Yeah, we know why they're going there. We know who's going there. We know everything yeah. about it. But see, see, I, I prefer CJ Stroud to Bryce Young. As Same. well. Yeah, I, I just think there's more more upside with with CJ Stroud. That doesn't mean I don't like Bryce Young. I just think yeah, there's more. More upside with Stroud is is Bryce Young the guy that you're going to go with next at one four? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in a super in a super flex, it's yeah, it's easy. I, I've seen this is this is the part where I've seen different names. I've seen different players. Mm-hmm. I've seen Gibbs go at four. I've seen you know I, I've I've seen Bryce Young fall to six to be honest, and Gibbs and and uh, mm-hmm. Jigger have um, have gone before him. But to me, in a super flex draft. You know, Bijan's that guy. Yeah. But, you know, we, well, to be fair, actually, one of the wildcard leagues, fantasy wildcard leagues, uh, Anthony Richardson went at one. Really? Because he, I believe he's in a massive rebuild and Bijan's yeah. not somebody that's going to help him in a rebuild. I think it's a 14 man league as well. So that changes it. QBs are more valuable as well, you know? Yeah, but, absolutely. But even in a twelve-man league, uh, your QBs—these are your three QBs—and they they have to go the next picks. If yep. if if any one of them fell to five or six, I'd be straight straight in the DMs of the guy that's holding the five or six pick, and I, I'd be what what do you want for it? Let's let's get this deal done because I, I, it's, it, even if he falls to six, I think the value of the six pick is just yep. you could get it. You know, you could you could get. A lot for for what it's worth there. Yeah, absolutely right. And and the other two guys are are obviously Jameer Gibbs and Jackson Smith and Jig. But what order is it you have them in? Uh, I have 
um, Gibbs before him, and and that's that's just it. it I would say it's the draft capital, but I I just think that Gibbs is going to see a lot more over the next two years. I feel like Gibbs yeah. is got, going to see a lot more ball than what JSN is. I know uh, at the Seahawks, he's not going to not see anything. He's he's not wide receiver three on that team. I think he is wide receiver. I'd say one B, and yeah, and DK's one A, but. You know, DK is going to require targets where I don't think anyone at the Lions is going to take away from Gibbs. So I think on the on the on the to me personally, I think I'd take Gibbs over JSM. But if you're at the five and you've got a good running back room, then JSN's your guy. Yeah. If you're at the five and you've got a good wide receiver room, then Gibbs is your guy. You know, it's to to me, it's seeing what what your team needs are there. You know, yeah. I think Gibbs is the one that's going to be a better player over the next two years, and he's probably going to see see more volume. But I, I I just think it's more what your team needs than than anything else. You know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm not going to argue with anyone who's going to take JSN at five and Gibbs at six or or flip around like this. I think yeah, you got to study your team and evaluate it. And if you've got a team that's already like locked and loaded at wide receiver, and you think. Smith and Jigba's probably just going to sit in your bench most of the time. Go, go for Gibbs and see him, see him sort of deal out running back. If you think Gibbs is a guy, oh, well, I'll put him in my taxi squad for a bit, maybe. It's like, take the guy there when it's like so close. Just take the guy who's going to help your team more next year and, and next two years. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely yeah. spot on. And then the real, real, real draft is now, isn't it, right, Matt? Yeah, well, I was, I was going to, what I was going to throw in there is if, if you did, say you did a startup last year, and you know we we were all doing it, and it was heavy wide receiver to start with. If you've got heavy wide receiver, and then you've sort of faded running back, then you could be in this position at the one hundred and five where you go, my wide receiver room is fire, but yeah. my running back room is trash. So Gibbs is going to go straight in as a week to week starter in the running back position. Yeah. So he's a smash there for me. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, this is this is where it um obviously starts getting quite. Interesting, yeah. and um, I well, to be fair, I, we say interesting, people are gonna go, Oh, that's very chalky, but yeah, Jordan Addison at 107 for me, yeah, um, which again is quite chalky, but I think he's going to have a season like, do you remember Juju at the Patriots when Antonio Brown was there? The Steelers, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the Steelers, not he's yeah, at the yeah. Patriots. When he was at the Steelers and Antonio Brown was there, yeah, 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 and he went off because Antonio Brown pulled away from Juju, yeah. so Juju was was quite open, quite a lot, and I think that's going to happen with Addison. You know, Jefferson's going to require so much cover, and I know you know he's always going to see the ball and he's going to demand it, but I think that's going to that's going to leave a lot of space for Addison, and I I think um, is it Ali. Ali's put him down as uh, the offensive rookie of the year and said yeah. he's got the outside chance. And I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with him. I, I wouldn't put, probably wouldn't put money on it because you, you're obviously going to see one of these QBs. If one of the QBs yeah. goes off, then it's going to be one of them very easily. But I think Jordan Anderson, I think he could have that, that season like Juju had when he played alongside Antonio Brown and could, could set the world alight, mate. And he could be, it could, it could be somebody that people value over JSN in 12 yeah. months time, you know? Yeah, I, re I really like Addison. And he got like the dream landing spot. Obviously, our our teammates at the, the Wildcard Dynasty show, that was literally the dream landing spot they picked for him over at the Vikings. And yeah, with Justin Jefferson, that guy commands your respect. You got to double team him. Even with people are forgetting, they've got like TJ Hawkinson there as well, who is no slouch. When it comes to the receiving game, you got to keep an eye on him. Jordan Addison's going to see single coverage. And what he did best in college was just getting open against single coverage. So I think he's going to, yeah, do really, really well. Pretty much right off the bat. Because he's got no real competition for that slot as well. So I think getting a guy like Addison, who's going to be like consistent wide receiver too, probably, right? 
for, for most of his career. He might even sneak up into, like we've seen Devonta Smith do, like sneak up into wide receiver one territory. But getting a consistent wide receiver two at pick seven, that, that's really good value. So I like Addison there a lot. Who's who's next to him at one eight? Uh, so I am going to go with Quinton Johnson. Mm-hmm. I um, Similar reasons. I really like the landing spot here. I really like him at the Chargers. And uh, I kind of, I, I think he's going to be the same as sort of what Mike Williams was. I think he's going to step into that role more, more than anything. I think, you know, he's going to, he's going to see plenty of targets. I think Mike Williams is, is on a downward spiral. I think Keenan Allen's still up there, but I think within 12 months, this guy could genuinely be the wide receiver one in this team. And I, I think if he could, if he can learn to connect with um, Justin Herbert, I think yeah. the the sky's the limit for for Quinton Johnson. To be honest, mate, Justin Herbert was like the perfect quarterback for him. I think as well, like he just slots in really nicely into that team. I've said it many times. I'm not that high on Quinton Johnson, but I love Justin Herbert. I have doubts about Quinton Johnson's hands. But if Justin Herbert is throwing him passes, they become a lot easier to catch. So yeah. that kind of thing does play in my mind as well. A guy that I thought I wouldn't end up with any shares of, I gotta get at least one. I think of Quentin Johnson, right? Just because that link up with Justin Herbert could be really, really special. And he's got the tool set, but he needs to play a bit bigger for his size. And hopefully, he gets coached up there at, at the Chargers, and he can do that. So I think he's good value there at one eight. And you got a couple of picks left in the first round. Who's following up at one nine? Um, one nine is um, Zay Flowers, mate. Zay nice. Flowers. Um, a lot of people seem to have this hatred for Baltimore Ravens wide receivers, and I don't know why. Um, you know, I, I know Lamar Jackson isn't the most elite guy at throwing the ball. And, you know, the Ravens are obviously a, um, a run-first team. They, they always have been. But yeah. I, th- I think Zay Flowers is – I think that's about right value for him. Yeah. 109, I think I think uh, the back end of this this wide receiver runner is is where I'd like to have him. And he's, he's obviously going to see – targets in that team there's they're they're crying out for a for a well to be honest i would say a right wide receiver two but i think they're crying out for a wide receiver one like bateman's never really stepped up and gone i'm i'm the you know i'm the alpha in this yeah in this room and i you know again zay flowers in 12 months time could be the guy that everyone's talking about as the wide receiver one at the ravens and lamar jackson's got his contract and you know Dave Flowers is going to be there for the next four years at least. And you know, if they can if they can sort of work it out and get things going together, he's he's somebody that you're gonna want for the next four years, you know? He... Yeah, I think you're you're spot on. I think that's he's coming into a nice situation where like he'll have, you know, already their Bateman who is being the offense and has done well when he's been healthy. Odell Beckham Jr. coming in as well. Will he be healthy enough for the start of the season? Who knows? Yeah, but I think there's enough there that people, even though he was a receiver drafted in the first round, I think actually more eyes are going to be on Odell Beckham Jr. Just in terms of how well the Ravens develop as a passing team, that Zay Flowers is kind of going to get like a pass for this year, I think, for, for how well he does and be allowed to ease into this new offense. And do, do you believe what we're hearing? They've got a new offensive coordinator. Do you think the Ravens are going to mix it up? They're going to stop running the ball so much? They're going to let Lamar pass it a little more? Do you see that, or is it going to be same old, same old? No, I I, I think they will pass it more, I think. Because yeah. Lamar Jackson's been asking, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's the one that's been asking about this. And, you know, I think if the Ravens head coach was saying, oh, we're going to pass it more and nobody was asking it, you know, it, it could be a bit of smoke, um, smoke and, you know, what, what do they say? Oh, what's the saying? Smoke and, smoke, and, uh, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, smoke, smoke and mirrors. That's the one. I was going to say smoke on the water, but that's a song, isn't it? Um, so. <laughs> but yeah, so 
uh, you know, head coaches are really good at trying to bluff this time of year and yeah. talk absolute crap and say, "Oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this." Um, <clears throat> so I, I do think I do think they are going to pass it more. And you know, let's be honest they they have got players there that can catch the ball. They've got Mark Andrews. They've brought in Zay Flowers. They've got Rashad Bateman. You know, um, they've got Odell Beckham and stuff like this. I think you're right in what you're saying. I do think Odell Beckham is going to take the limelight away from everyone, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, it's Odell. Is he going to be? You know, is yeah. he going to do a one-handed catch on the on the sideline? Is he going to be the Odell Beckham that we that we know and love? He, he you know, he's an absolutely incredible wide receiver, um, and and I think that's a really good thing for Zay Flowers. To be honest, I think you know, I'm not saying Odell is going to be the best mentor, but to play alongside. Somebody as good as as Odell, it it could be a massive a massive boost for him. Like you know, his first year playing alongside somebody like that could be could be a a good thing for him. It could help him out a lot. To be fair, yeah, absolutely agree. So he's he's locked in at one nine. He got three picks left of the first round. Where are you going with pick one ten, Paul? Um, so in <sighs> so I'm gonna go for. Devon A chain. Yes. I uh I think he uh he could be a bit of a <clears throat> a dark horse in this one. I think he's uh he's he's gone to the right landing spot, he's gone to uh a Shanahan style offense, and I think if they if they use utilize him to his best ability, he he could be he could be somebody that that um I, I may plant my flag on, you know. It's uh, yeah. I, I do I do like AJ to be fair, and I got a couple of a couple of shares of him in in rookie drafts, so him. I I am on I am on board with him this year to be fair. Talk about your outside bets for offensive rookie of the year, by the way. How outside is Devon Achian? Because if he hits, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of good times to watch. But I bet he's got seriously long odds as well, right? Yeah, I bet I bet they're mega to be fair because because. Of the two players, the two running backs that have already been before him, yeah. and you've got three potentially starting QBs. You know, I know, I know they haven't actually announced Anthony Richardson as their start of week one, but you can see yeah. the odds are um, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are, are starters. So when you when you look at AJ and you sort of think of the players that have got to miss and he's got to hit, yeah, but. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I, I like that as a outside. Yeah, way outside, but but maybe if, he's probably like insanely odds. Like put a quid on it, see what happens. I think he's going to be so much fun to watch in this offense. I think it's the perfect landing spot. It's kind of like two wishes rolled into one because everyone was wondering who's going to hit that jackpot of getting the Miami Dolphins, and everyone was also going, "Man, Devin Etienne needs a good landing spot." And you put the two of them together, and it's like, oh, here we go. I That's, cannot that, wait. It's like rubbing the genie lamp, and you go, "What's your first wish? I want to wish for more wishes." And <laughs> you got, you know what I mean? You, you you got two wishes in one there, and it was like, you you know, you you've done one over on the genie there, like so. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for all all the slack that this this draft class has got for like dra- landing spots ruining players, we've got you know three, four maybe even more landing spots in this first round alone that are absolutely perfect. Bijan, perfect landing spot. Anthony Richardson, perfect landing spot. Yeah. I think for Jordan Addison, it's a perfect landing spot. Devin Achean, perfect landing spot. Quinton Johnson, perfect landing spot. A lot of these places I've kind of made up, I think, for your Zach Charbonnets and things like that later. The next pick is a perfect landing spot as well. Oh, Let's see who it is then. Who's coming in right next with this perfect landing spot? Dalton Kincaid. <gasps> yeah, he is. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, so tell tell me about Dalton Kincaid then. What what's what do you like about um, him? Uh, do you know what? I, I I probably shouldn't have gone so high because you don't do the tight end premium and stuff like that. But for me, he's. He's somebody that you could see getting into that top five tight end 
sort of, you know, what, what what's the word? I wouldn't even say it's a debate. It's he could break that that top five into that top five, and he he could be. He, I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Travis Kelsey or anything like that, but he could be phenomenal. And when you, you know, uh, obviously a lot of people look at landing spots and they look at draft capital and stuff like that. The Bills traded up to go and get him. You know, they've seen their guy. They've they've looked at the teams and gone, they're going to take him. They're going to take him. We want our guy. We're going to go and get our guy. And that, that, that is bigger than anything for me. It didn't matter about landing spot or anything like that. They've seen, they know who they want and they've gone up and they've gone to get him and they've gone, we want him. And let's be honest, Josh Allen hasn't got the best receiving core in front of him. Yeah. You know, Stefan Diggs. I, I love, I love Stefan Diggs. I've got, uh, I've made two trades over the last couple of days for him. Um, one with you, Mags. Yeah. Um, and I, I love Stefan Diggs, but, I think Kincaid can actually step in as that number two receiver in this team, and that to me is is incredible. You know, look at look at um, Dawson Knox. Was it? It wasn't last yeah. year. It was the year before. He had he had an incredible season, and everyone was like, "Dawson Knox is incredible." So we've seen that he can feed a tight end. He can give the ball to that tight end. He can do that. And now they've gone up and got their guy, and I'm like. Dalton Kincaid is is a smash for me. He's a smash. I um I was actually talking to you about uh, one of the wildcard leagues that we're in, and I had I tried the de- the digs trade. I you know I got your one hundred eight, wasn't it? And yep. uh, so I got I got that, and I wanted to trade back from the one hundred eight because I think it's a bit early for Kincaid at one hundred eight. But I kind of feel I was telling you this before the the dynasty community now know that this area is it, nobody wants to trade up from the 112 to the 108 they, they don't want no. to do it there's very little people wanted to do it there's very little value people are you know people are so confused so i see i think we're seeing a lot less trading up for players and i see it in a lot of leagues people are people are getting to this stage sort of the eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, that sort of area. And they and yeah. literally the first thing they do, as soon as they say in a draft, they go, and you're on the clock, the first thing they do is they, they tag everyone in it and go, uh, I'm looking to move back. Anyone want to come up and get a guy? And and they're like, I'll give it an hour. An hour later, they're making the pick. And they go, you know, that's because I don't think anyone wants to move up. Nobody wants to pay a massive amount to move up four spaces. They'd rather yeah. sit there at the sort of 11 and get somebody like Kincaid, you know, I know in tight end premium, it's a little bit different. You probably would look at him, maybe the eight, nine mark, you know, you, you, there's a conversation for it, but I think, I think Kincaid at 11 is I'd rather, I'd rather not move from 11 to eight. Yeah. For, for Quinton Johnson, I'd rather take Kincaid at 11 and, and have my draft capital for later on, you know? Yeah, absolutely agree with you there. And just take, just like take these guys when you can. These Some of these tight ends, like there are tight ends that are like just their roster fillers. There's not a lot of them that can be like your smash hit, huge difference makers. The, you know the difference between Travis Kelsey and whoever the hell finished second last year? was the same amount of points that Christian Kirk scored last year. That was the difference between one and two. And Christian Kirk was a wide receiver one. Like, it is mad. If you can get one of these difference makers at tight end in your team, you're laughing. It's like having an extra Christian Kirk playing for you every week. Yeah, it's... And I remember it wasn't that long ago where we were we were discussing that um, Travis Kelsey was like would have finished as wide receiver three on the season. Mark yeah. Andrews would have finished as like wide receiver f- six or something like that, you know. <clears throat> but once you go past them two, I think you've still got a group of really, really phenomenal tight ends. Yeah. There are, you know, you're talking your Kyle Pitts, you're talking your George Kittles and stuff like that. And I know there's a lot of a lot of talk on Twitter on whether George Kittle can actually be that guy and stuff like that. And was yeah. last year a bit of a out there sort of season for him but I think <clears throat> I think if you can 
if you can get Kincaid at this point, I think he could be a difference maker. And, you know, you may have a Travis Kelsey, you may have a Mark Andrews or something like that on your team. But to me, he's one of the best players in, you know, he is the best tight end in this draft, but he is also one of the best players. And he is going to be, we're getting to the point now where a lot of the players coming up now are probably, we're probably talking flex plays, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Kincaid for me is somebody that could be in your starting position week in, week out, you know? And to me, that's, that's at this point, that is the best player available on this draft for, for that and for your team. You know, even if you've got Travis Kelsey, take him. Yeah. And if he, if he hits, that's when you're looking to go, you want him, come and get him. Yeah. You know I mean? And the best thing about that, having a Kelsey or an Andrews, if you take Kincaid, guess who doesn't have Kincaid? Everybody else. You still got the difference maker in your yeah. team and nobody yeah. else has got an extra difference maker. So I think that's a really nice pick at, at 111. And, Who's who's going to wrap up the first round then? Right after Dalton Kincaid. Uh, this this one's really easy. It is super flex, so it is Will Levis. So I, yeah. I think you know he's not he's not the standout QB in this draft uh, and everything like that. I know there was a lot of talk that he was going to get that first round draft capital. He didn't get that. Um, I think he's got a really good landing spot. I don't think he's going to play for twelve months. I think Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Um, <clears throat> will will maintain that job. I know a uh, good friend Tom Strachan was putting out there saying about how he thinks Will Levis will be in at week eight. Is it week eight? Because the, the Titans have got an absolutely insane schedule to start with. And, you know, if you look at it, you could, you could honestly see them losing a lot of them games. And I, I think it's an absolutely amazing call that he could be in by week eight. Um, but, I think you've got a future starting QB there. You have got a future starting QB. And and that's and in Superflex, that is king. QBs are king in Superflex, aren't they? You know, if you hold all the QBs and all the cards, you're the man with all the power. And that's and that's what you want, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you got what a 50-50 chance. Like, doesn't matter. Like these quarterbacks, you don't know until you see them play. Like they can surprise you, like who's gonna hit. Who isn't going to hit? Even after you see them play, it's like, oh, like these guys come on really, really far, and some people fall off a cliff. Like it's it's so hard to tell. So I think it's definitely worth taking a gamble if you've got one twelve and you won the league last year. If you can add an extra quarterback to your team, amazing! Like that's great you, for your future. You you could be sat there in twelve and time with six starting QBs. Yeah. And the 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 people at 101, 102, maybe even maybe even not so much them because you probably wouldn't be able to trade for them picks because yeah. the QB classes, you know. But somebody at the 105, maybe really short of a QB, you know. If you were 105 now and you really needed a QB, and then QBs went one, two, and three, uh, sorry, two, three, and four, you then going, shit, I really need a QB. Uh, anyone yeah. selling a veteran QB now, you're sat here going, oh, I've got I've got six of the starters. Which one do you want, you know? Yeah. I'll take him for a first-round pick. Then you flipped it, and now all of a sudden you've got a team that can compete and you've got an extra first-round pick the year after to maintain that dominance. And you know what I mean? That's that's what you need. Yeah, absolutely. Flip these guys for for a profit. And that's, that's the end of round one. We're going to go through round number two as well. So who's going to kick off round two for you? Uh, round two is going to be started with the guy at the top there, Zach Charbonnet. I uh, I do like Zach Charbonnet. I, I wasn't a big fan of the landing spot. Um, yeah, you know, and I know, I know the Seahawks are they do like to run the ball and everything like that. But I like I like Kenneth Walker, and I thought he really he really stood out last year. Um, but I still think he will see some kind of workload. I don't I don't think it'll be enough that he's a, a week in, week out flex player or running back player. I don't think that's that's where I see him, but I do see him eventually carving out a role in this offense. Yeah, I think he'll have a pretty decent role. I think he's someone on a bye week you can stick out in your flex and be be like pretty happy about it. He'll he'll probably catch a few more passes than Kenneth Walker will. And they both have the same draft capital. 
They're both second round running backs. Walker was just that last year. Charbonnet this year. You never know who's going to win. Out. I think. I think yeah. I'd be. I'd be quite happy to take him in best ball leagues. I think. Yeah. In a best ball league, I think he will have them weeks where it's a Zach Charbonnet kind of week, and in best ball, he's 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 a player that I'd quite happy. I'd quite happily smash. To be honest, mate, I'd quite happily smash that Seahawks um, stack. To be honest, yeah, I think that's that's one that you can maybe you don't have to get your players in round one, round two, but I think you can you can definitely put together a Seahawks stack. To be fair, yeah, absolutely. Leading the Seahawks run game for sure. So who's following up Zach Charbonnet at the second pick of the second round? Uh, did I just see him there? No, keep scrolling down. You're gonna like this one, I think. Ooh, there he is, Rashi Rice. Yes, talk to now, me about Rashi Rice. Now, I uh, <laughs> so I may be falling into this trap, and I probably do it every year. I got burnt by um, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, I watched more. I did it with Sky Moore, and I'm probably doing the same again. But I'm really sorry. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to say it. I want the wide receiver that is attached to the best passer in the NFL. You know, he never, you know, his standout guy is Travis Kelsey, and you won't ever change that. But he spreads the ball to everyone. Everyone gets to go. You know, you have a ball, you have a ball, you have a ball. (laughs) And, And, mate, you know, I did say, I did say a lot of these players are not going to be week in, week out players. Then, you know, you may find one, maybe two that you you could probably start each week. But, you know, we're looking, we're looking for players that, that maybe hit. And I, I want, I want the guy that's on one of the best and probably highest scoring offenses in the NFL. Yeah. Give me, give me Rice. Give me Rice. Rashi Rice for me, if he, if he comes in and like looks good in week one, he's a guy that you can sell almost like for a first 24 first round immediately. Because the second he looks good in that team, it never really happened for Sky Moore. Sky Moore scored his first touchdown like in the Super Bowl. So that never he never really had that moment. For She Rice comes in week one and looks good and looks strong. I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm gonna be taking the profit for him as well. Because I think you can get 24 first from right away. Because you're right, unless he's called Travis Kelsey, you're not seeing double-digit targets a game. You're just not, because that's who he goes to. That's his guy. And sure, you might say, oh, but whenever Kelsey retires, you never know. Look at that Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver core just two, three years ago. It's a different team. So when Kelsey retires, it's going to be a different team again. So don't bank on that. Plus, Travis Kelsey's going to play to his 50. He's never going to retire. Travis Kelsey's never going to retire, mate. Never. No, like, it's never yeah. going to retire. And I remember, I remember a few years ago, people were actually, you know... So when Pitts came into the league, people were valuing Pitts over Kelsey because they were like, oh, he's getting on a bit now and stuff like this. And, mate... Two years down the line, we're now putting Kelsey above Pitts, going, yeah. he's just gonna go forever. Like, you know, it's he's 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 the Tom Brady of the tight end position, you know. He's gonna be 44 and still catching passes from Kelsey, uh, from Mahomes. Look how good Gronk looked whenever he came back. He looked awesome. That guy's like so old. Yeah, like, but he, his body was so broken, he needed a year off to just yeah. rest, just heal, yeah. you know. So yeah, Rasheed Rice is, is nice value there, and he could also be. A nice trade candidate as well, I think, if he if he hits early on. So, who's following Rasheed Rice then? I'd pick two, three. Uh, that would be Jonathan Mingo. Talk to me about Jonathan Mingo. I I think he's. I think the uh, Panthers were um, screaming out for uh, a wide receiver now that they traded DJ Moore away. I think they they've got a gap to fill. I know they've brought in Adam Thielen, but he's not going to step up as that alpha wide receiver in this in this team. He he will he will catch passes and he will yeah you know definitely definitely be an asset there for twelve months. But I think Mingo is somebody who could could carve out a really 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 solid role in this in this team. And 
Again, talking about stacks, if you could pick Bryce Young at 103 and Mingo at 203, then yeah. you've got a nice little pair to put together there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And he's got an opportunity, and that is huge in the NFL. All these guys, all these guys are good players. All these guys are super talented. They, they need a chance just a lot of the time. And Mingo's got as good a chance as anybody else in this draft class. So let's see what he can do. He's been given you know, the opportunity on the silver platter. So, you know, go for it, man. Why, why not take him there? Especially in the second round. Just, just, yeah, get a guy that's going to get a chance in, in Mingo. So he's locked in. And who's following up in the second round then? Uh, Jaden Reed. Same, same thing, right? Wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, similar thing. You know, I think they, they've taken a couple of wide receiver rookies the last couple of years. Christian Watson... Um, he's a guy I, I do like. I do like yep. Christian Watson. But again, there is no dominant alpha in this team. There's nobody's carved out that one role or anything like that. It's anyone's guess at the moment. And I think Jaden Reed's got the ability to to step up and, you know, well, I suppose any one of them, um, Watson or, or Romeo Dubs, they've, they've all got that chance. But, you know, again, everything now is is uh, an educated guess, isn't it? You know, yeah. we're, we're sitting here and people will feel the other players should have gone before these. And it's like, it's, it's an opinion now, isn't it? And in my opinion, I want somebody who could go out and, and in 12 months time, you could be flipping for a first, you know, if you can get a 204 here and he's, he carves out a role and, and somebody goes, Oh, I really like him. And you're like, well, there you go. Have him for your 24 first. You know, you're flipping that 24 first into something yeah. and a, a better asset, you know. So it's uh, it's definitely somebody that I do I do like here, Jaden Reed, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're spot on as well. Like nobody really really knows what's gonna happen with, with these guys, especially as we creep towards the back end of the second round. So same with Mingo. This guy's got a chance. Jordan Love, I don't know why. I feel kind of good about Jordan Love next year. I might be crazy. I don't know. I just have a feeling. I think he's going to be okay, actually. Not great, but I think he's... I don't know. I think he's going to be okay. Is that? Am I crazy for that? No, no, you're, you're, you're not crazy. I think he... I think part of what he's going to do this year is he's going to stick his middle finger up and go, you've, you've left me sit there for so long. This is what you had. Yeah. And, you know, as, as a bit of a... Look like a bit like bullseye, you know. Look at what you could have won, yeah. sort of thing, you know. It's, yeah, you, you've you've been playing that that you know that grumpy prick over there the last tw- like what three years he's been on the bench now, and, yeah. and I think he's he's gonna go and and go look look you know you could have got rid of him years ago and saved yourself a lot of money. Almost exactly like what Aaron Rodgers did to Favre, right? That's oh. it. That'd be pretty cool. I would like that. As long as, as, long as when he when they beat the Bears, he walks up to them going, "I own you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, otherwise, otherwise, his season hasn't been a success. When they beat the Jets, even better, even better. They beat the Jets, go up to Rogers. I own oh, you. I own you. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, uh, yeah, that needs to happen. Uh, so hopefully, he'll connect with Jalen Reed for for that to happen. And who's who's going to follow him up? Then we're pick five of the of the second round. Who's going to be? Uh, so if it was tight end premium, I'd, I'd, uh, probably make a discussion for Michael Mayer, but it's not, it's not tight end premium. So I'm not, I'm not going to bring him in, but I am going to bring in somebody who, um, I suppose he's, he's going to have a, a role if one of the players is trading away and that's Mims at the Denver Broncos, Marvin Mims. Yeah. Um, I do think he needs, you know, with Cortland Sutton and, Jerry Judy there, I think this sucks. You are. Ah, he's so bad. I just never, I've never got, never got it. Oh, okay, well, I, I, I quite like Cortland Sutton, and I, yeah. I suppose that's probably why I'm always at the one hundred and one. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I do think there's a lot of mouths to feed there. Yeah. Um, there is, so I think he, he will do better if one of them guys are traded. Yep. And, you know, I think Russell Wilson is going to be a lot better this year. 
I think everything is going to be arrows up for him. I'm not saying he's going to be the elite Russell Wilson that we knew years ago, but I do think with Sean Payton, I think he's going to be better this year. I think the ball's going to be spread a bit more. And I think as long as uh, I think, I think it'd be Cortland Sutton that goes, I think it'd be Cortland Sutton that goes. Yeah. And I think Mims will step in as, as that um, wide receiver two behind Judy then. There's certain weight to being the first guy that Sean Payton drafts, right? Something there. They were delighted when they got him in. They're obviously going to use him. Yeah, I'm excited for for Mims. He was kind of a, a well-kept secret for a while, and then the, the, everyone found out about him. So I'm still excited about Mims. People are kind of dying down a little bit on him. I think he's great value here, just around this kind of... Like, you see him go usually, like, around the kind of this 2-2 two, two to 2 like five two six kind of area, I think that is great value for for Marvin Mims. So who's going to follow him up then, Paul? At pick two six. So I think this is where the the value comes back. Yeah. I think now now we get into that territory of I think you're smashing running backs for for a while, um, and I think the standout running back on that list for me is Tank. Bigsby at the Jacksonville yep. Jaguars. I think uh I think he'll be he'll be a, a, a good asset to play alongside um ETN this year. And I suppose with every running back now, even from, from Charbonnet, I think they're all your guys that you're gonna draft. And if you get if there's an injury, I think yeah. they're a guy that you're 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 putting straight on on the market then, and you know tanks tank Bigsby is going to be one of them. If if you know if if ETN goes down, I think I'd be straight to the ETN owner going because here's Tank Bigsby. He's gonna he's gonna step into that role. He's obviously going to carve out his own role. He's not predominantly sitting on that bench waiting for an injury. I think, but if he it, you know all of these guys now, if they get an injury, they're an injury away from being a week in yeah. week out plug plug-and-play kind of guy, you know? Yeah, I think that the Jaguars would be foolish to use ETN as a workhorse running back as well because I just don't think he has the physicality for it. So bringing in Bigsby to get that slice of the workload, he should be able to carve out a nice role for himself. And yeah, again, bi-week kind of guy, you can slot him in. And then if there is an injury, yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome for everyone. And yeah, he's a good player as well. Like he Yeah, he is, he is like, he's a good player. Yeah, so so that's you want good players in your team more than anything else. So you got a really good player there at two six. So are you, are you staying with running back at two seven then? Uh, yes, I think I am. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, yes, I am. He's Taj Tarj- Spears. Yeah, like Taj Spears there. Um, again, I think the king is either on his way out or on his way to to uh calling it a day i you know we've been saying this since i started playing fantasy football he's yeah he's gonna in one year he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna slow down he's gonna slow down he's gonna slow down i, I don't know his actual age is he 30 or 31 something something like that ageless, um, ageless. But, but yeah I'm, I'm sorry i'm frantically trying to find out how old he is uh, he's well. Oh, he's twenty nine. Oh, he's got years. <laughs> Tell that people off. He's got years left in the time. Right what are we on about? <laughs> um, but no, I, th- I think he's he's going to start slowing down now. I know. I know he's fit and he's he's healthy and he 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 works out. I, I love his workouts. To be fair, they're a bit mental. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the Titans are in a rebuild, or they. Have maybe not admitted that they're in a rebuild yet, but they they yeah. get to that point where they're in a rebuild, and I think he's the first asset that's out the door. I actually thought if the Falcons didn't get Bijan, I thought Arthur Smith would have would have been in touch with the Titans and gone. Well, what we're we talking? I want I want my guy Henry to come over here, sort of thing. Like, and maybe went out and got him, but he, they 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 drafted Bijan. Can you imagine if they did that anyway? The pandemonium. Oh, <laughs> mate. Just if they dropped the Bijan and also traded oh. Derrick Henry. Oh, it, it implode. 
Mate, you'd be seeing you'd be seeing Bijan go like pick one oh six or something. You know what I mean? Everybody be like, oh. I'm out on him. I'm out on him. They've traded for Derrick Henry. Oh god. I'm but, convinced Bijan can play wide receiver anyway. He'd be fine. That guy's awesome. <laughs> it's just yeah. But yeah, Tajay Spears, the man with no SEL, so can't get injured there. So that's great to hear for him. So we got Tajay Spears locked in. Prince Taja, I mean, I'm calling Prince Taja. Do you like that? Yeah, I remember, I remember, you, I remember you saying that on your show. I was, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna drop that in when I pick him, but I completely yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah Prince um, Taja, he, he, he's locked in. So who's who's following the Prince? Uh, so who's following Prince is Kendra Miller. Yep, um, absolutely. There's there's a lot of talk of Kamara potentially missing six games. He's yep. he's somebody that's going to be stepping in. He could be stepping into that role for them six games that he's not there. Um, I'm not sure what's left on Kamara's deal. I've got a feeling that he may be a free agent next year. Seems about right, doesn't it? Not, don't quote me, but I, I believe I've seen somewhere or something in my head yeah. is telling me that it's that it's next year. So I think Miller in them six games, if he does get some kind of ban, I think in them six game ban, he's he's got an audition. Yeah, and you know what I mean. I, and I think if he can, if he can prove himself in them six games, I think there'd be somebody that'd be somebody that they'd be maybe looking to move forward with. So I like I like Kendry Miller here, and uh, that's the end of our running back run. To be honest, Ooh, so that's the end of our of our running backs. We got four picks left. Is it is it time now? Will I tie in Premier? Are, are you thinking? Is it Michael Mayer time? Is it not? No. Um, so there's two yeah. there's two players that I do. I do like, um, and I'm going to go with Josh Downs. Yep. Josh Downs, the wide receiver at, at the Colts. I think uh, he could be somebody that that is is utilized a lot this year. He could be, he, he could have, he could have quite a good role in it. And if he can, if he can get that connection with Anthony Richardson, they're both rookies coming in together. You know, I think it'll be, an interesting little combo to see, see, see build, you know? Yeah. I think Josh Downs is a really nice compliment, like for Michael Pittman Jr. As well. People sleeping on Mike, Michael Pittman Jr. is so good. People sleeping on Michael Pittman Jr. I'm sure of it. But yeah, I think Josh Downs is a really nice compliment to him. And then you're right. Could pair up nicely with their new quarterback who they might not trust to unleash the ball right away. And if they don't trust him to release the ball, who's going to be there? Josh Darren's going to be there right over the middle, nice and simple. So he could eat up some targets in the first couple of weeks for sure. So you got three picks left. Who's going to be your third last pick in the second? Uh, round? The other guy that I really like right here is Tank Dell. Yes, same the, idea, right? The Houston wide receiver again. Uh, again, like, like we were talking about with Mims and um, – not Mims, uh, Reed and um, – and and it was the other one we were talking about. His name's gone from me. Um, we were talking about Reed and and saying that uh, not, not Reed and Mingo, Mingo. Um, yeah. So Tank Dell, sort of similar sort of theory here and strategy that you know with, with Cook's gone now, isn't he? So there is. Yeah. I know um, Bobby oh, Trees is in. What's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Robert Woods. Who, who's the other one? The, he's still young. Nico Collins, Nico Collins, Nico, yeah, 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 and John Mechie is back. John Mechie's back. He, he, but I think again, there's no, you know, there's. I don't think he, any of them have got a set role. You're not going to look at these and go, oh, he's one, he's two, he's three, he's four. Yeah, I think they're all, they've all got a role to play for here, and and you know, they're obviously going to battle it out in camp, and when you know, you will see who who the, the standout players are when you get to like week one and week two and stuff like that. But I, I think Tank Dell has got every opportunity to um, to have a role here. And at the back of the second, I'm quite happy to, to take that risk. Absolutely. Yeah. He's so talented. Like he's one of the more talented receivers in this draft class. It's just a shame how small it is. He's just going to have to be, but he has his whole career. He's just going to have to be careful about what he does when he gets the ball in his hands because like he just can't get hit by these guys. He cannot get smashed by some of these players he's playing up against, so he's going to have to be very careful. But he knows that already. He's not stupid, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what Tank can do at the Texans. And you got two picks left. Who's rocking up at pick 211? 
Um, so he's he's actually on the board there, and I'm going to go with Jalen Hyatt at the yep. Giants. Um, yes, I know. I know there's a there's a lot of wide receivers at at, at the Giants. They you know that that are average. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 do you know what? I, I kind of have a little bit of a soft spot for Hyatt, to be honest. And, yeah. Um, I, I'm quite excited to see see what he does. And, and do you know what? I, I don't want to sit here and say about every player and they can all carve a role and everything like this because they can and they may not. They may, you know, they may hit, they may not. But uh, Jalen Hyatt for me, um, he he could quite easily carve himself a nice little. Nice little role in that team, and and sort of, you know, like you said, in bye weeks, he may be somebody that you can you can put in a flex spot, and yeah. and he'll score you eight, maybe nine points, catch a couple of passes for, you know, you're talking what three, four passes for sixty yards, and and you're quite happy with that, like you know, you're talking seven, eight points there, aren't you? So he, yeah. he's he's definitely somebody that I I I'd quite like on my uh, on my bench. Yeah. Absolutely. I think this is about right for Hyatt. He's been criminally underrated. I got Jalen Hyatt. You ready for this? In the fourth round in one of my rookie drafts. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to beat you here, but <laughs> no, this wasn't Jalen Hyatt. So oh, I'm trying to find the league now. We're, we're drafting at the moment. So I got Jaden Reed. Okay. The guy yeah. that we took at what two oh four, I got him at yeah. three oh four. Nice. Are you a full round is so like whenever you're deliberate, that's one of the best feelings in fantasy, right? Usually when it happens in a startup, if a rookie draft it slams up, where you're like torn between two players and then the guy you didn't pick comes back to you anyway. It's just like yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so it, nice. It is it's it's what we like to call euphoria. Absolutely euphoric, and I'm sure your last pick is going to be a really euphoric one. So tell us who's it going to be. I, I doubt it very much, um, <laughs> but at this point, I would again sort of be in that range of Michael Mayer. I think I think he's he's an outstanding tight end. He really is. Um, I think before the draft, a lot of people said he was the best tight end in this class. And then, obviously, draft capital played its part and stuff like that, and he's now the second. Um, but, yeah, I think the back end of the second, if you could get somebody like Michael Mayer, who who could who could for a couple of years be a, a good tight end, and he gets he gets to play in Tom Brady's Las Vegas Raiders, you know? So, <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, I, I have seen that today, haven't I? Tom Brady has bought into the Raiders, hasn't he? Is that officially been done? I'm not sure. I don't I've seen know, I don't know if it's official. I've seen something about he's apparently buying into the Raiders, so he could be the starting quarterback there next year. We we don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo was I hate that guy. He's like, I can't get like I was drafted into be away from this guy. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, like Garoppolo drafted in to be Brady's replacement, and Brady replaces Garoppolo. <laughs> He has to sit behind him at the Patriots. Then he goes to the 49ers. And then they look like they're going to start Jimmy. And then there's talk that Brady's going to come to the 49ers. Then he doesn't. Then they draft Trey Lance. Then he goes to the Raiders. Like, I finally got my starting role. And then Tom Brady buys the team just to go, no. <laughs> just, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got to be so sad when he goes home to his supermodel wife and cries into his million-dollar blanket. Like, it's got yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, got his hundred dollar bill mattress, you know. Yeah, just like wiping the tears. Yeah, poor Jimmy. Yeah, crying. I'm just gonna go for a swim in the pool. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So we've got Michael Mayer there, who's gonna be there to witness the demise of Jimmy Garoppolo over at over at the the Raiders. And and Paul, that that brings us to the end of our of our two rounds. But before before we uh, let you go, is is there anyone that you're like this guy's a good person to keep your eye on? For the later rounds, like sort of a sleeper pick that stands out to you. Yeah, so I was I was looking. There's a, there's a couple of there's, there's a name there that are, or two names there. Like I like um, uh, Kayshawn Booty. Mm-hmm. I know I know he was he was one of the biggest talk about talked about players coming into this season. Had a bit of a yeah. bit of problems off field and knee and and everything like this. 
Um, you know, if he can be half of what everyone expects him to be, he could actually be insane value. If you could get him in the third, you'd probably get him mid-third. You know, yeah. a lot of people are sleeping on him. If you could pick him up in the mid-third and he he is he hits, then uh, great. Another one, uh, you might have to help me with the name, is Ro- Roshon Johnson. Or Roshon Johnson. No, I think it's Ro- Roshon. Roshon, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's another person over at the Bears. I don't think the Bears, the Bears have actually said that Herbert's not going to be a three-down back, haven't they? And, yeah. and again, it may it may be smoke and mirrors. It could be anything, but you know he he's somebody I'd like. Uh, the other person is um, Chase Brown, the running back at the Bengals. I I really yeah. like him. I've got quite a few shares of Chase Brown this year, and he's somebody that that I do. I do like the look of. Yeah, absolutely. And and with that, that that brings us to the end of our show. I want to thank everybody for listening so much. Hey, if you've made it this far, hey, come on, what, what are we doing here? Hit that like and that that subscribe button for sure. And thanks for listening. And Paul, mate, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Do you want to remind everyone where they can find you before you head off? Uh, at Paul underscore picking on Twitter. I'm getting a lot of beef at the moment or a lot of stick on Twitter because I put my dynasty QB rankings out and uh, people were like, I'm criminally low on Trevor Lawrence and stupidly high on Dak Prescott, but Hey, pff, you get some right. You get some wrong. Don't you? You know, we could be sat here. We could be sat here 12 months time and Dak Prescott's QB six and Trevor Lawrence's QB 12. And they go, fucking hell, that kid knew what he was talking about. Or I know absolutely nothing. And I'm going completely wrong, but yeah, c- come find me on Twitter. I'm happy to chat. I'm, all up for a bit of banter. I'm always up for laughing. If not, tune in every Monday and catch me and Mags on the the at Wildcard Rewind show. You know where where we we are joined by the lovely Hannah and we have a great time. We do have a great time, just like we did on this show today. So thanks again, mate, and thank you everybody else for listening. Remember, for anything Dynasty, you want to know, keep it locked on the Certified Inferno, and we'll see you next time.